I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Bride of Chucky. He got himself a bride. I'm so proud of him. He did. I didn't think he would ever yeah, do got it. Him. Nope, he got him to the church on time, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good for him, I guess. What if it was a musical with Gimme to the Church on Time? Chucky with like a bunch of like cockney drunk guys. Just, I think this movie is missing a musical number. It might have been cut. Why not? I mean, uh, the franchise has gone so many different directions at this point. Why not a musical, you know? Let's, let's <laughs> mix it up a little bit. Oh, God, we'll I see. would love we'll that. <laughs> this is our uh, grand finale, right? Yes. For the Friends Till the End month, mm-hmm. as we have dubbed it, I suppose, which was our uh, whirlwind trip through the f- Child's Play franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a whirlwind, right? We, it was. We uh, zigzagged from... Um, Catherine Hicks and her paranoia and into, what, the family in part two mm-hmm. and uh, the military academy in part three. So we've been a little bit all over the place. Yeah. And um, now we're going to jump forward several more years, right? Because mm-hmm. there was a pretty big gap in between uh, these two. And we'll get into that. I wonder but why. But before that, I, <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but before that, of course, we have some wonderful guests uh, for this episode. Yes, we do. And uh, they are Scott and Pete from the Movies That Made Us Gay podcast. Hi, boys. Hello. Hi, Hello. hi, hi Kevin and Chris. <laughs> I was trying to do my best uh, Is that Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly Tilly's? impression. Oh, was that Jennifer? <laughs> Jennifer Tilly? Did she break in on, the, on this call? I think That's we can all do beat. a really terrible... Jennifer Tilly impression, but yeah, it's, I yeah. think mine is extra bad. <laughs> That's not bad. No. That's her first line in the film. Well, no. Well, her first line on screen is just, cool. I'm a little disappointed that nobody has been Jennifer Tilly on Drag Race at this point. Like, I keep oh. waiting for that to happen. Yeah, she know. was a, she was a judge, but they've never done her on, on Snatch Game. I, I feel like it would be a good yeah. one. I know that Jinx Monsoon has mentioned it on, like, the pit stop of, like... Or, no, I think it was on RuPaul's podcast of just what a good Snatch Game character. And she said Jennifer Tilly just because oh, of yeah. the voice and just the sexed-up personality. Sorry, uh, the 80s ones almost felt like, let, let's pull it back a little bit because they're not quite ready for that. But when you get to the 90s and everything yeah. is just gay, 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 you know, yes. Schumacher making these Batman movies and everything like you guys are covered. And, <laughs> Blame yeah, Schumacher. It's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Blame Schumacher, man. <laughs> and yeah, Don Mancini, like you said, just leaning into just like the queerness of it all. And it's so interesting yeah. because I feel like, fan, I mean, I don't know how much you've covered this, but like. Chucky is a character in Child's Play. You know, you walk into any like Spencer's Gifts, and it's like right there next to like the bongs. And yeah, the, you mm-hmm. know, and the right, right blacklight posters and like Chucky and la- Tiffany lingerie stuff. Yep. So it's yep. very much like this, like queer stoner, like not queer, but I mean like stoner straight guy, like horror thing. But then it's really built mm-hmm. by homosexuals. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so great. I mean, yeah. you actually mm-hmm. have right. the first official gay character in the franchise, I believe, that we know of. In, like, a major slasher yeah. film, period. Like, I, I can't think of, like, a major slasher film that has yeah, yeah, an openly queer character in it. I mean, uh, that's, like, a protagonist-esque. Yeah. I like, guess mm-hmm. more of a side character, but Not yeah, he's, he's there. At but, this yeah. point, at least, for sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 98. So that's, 
it's a pretty awesome movie. Yeah, played by um, Gordon Michael Wollett. Wollett. Right. Yes. Oh, right. With his his bleach blonde hair, I think. Oh, the hair. I have yeah. problems with yeah. his hair. Oh, I have 90s. problems with the. It's like it's kind of a Caesar. <laughs> it's like combed forward. I don't know what's going on. Um, if you guys are uh, listeners out there, if you're deep sci-fi fans, you'll remember him from Andromeda, starring uh, Kevin Sorbo. Which we don't like to talk about him anymore. Oh no, but uh, he's right. been canceled. But, proper, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he did like seven seasons of Andromeda, which was like a really cheap like direct to syndication sci-fi show in the late 90s i liked the fact that we got a gay character that was up front and he i mean yeah he was played for some laughs with some of the like jokes about like oh i'm i'm over you know my men in uniform phase but for for the most part he wasn't getting bullied he wasn't getting you know what i mean like it was just this character you know best friend of the straight guy yeah, and he was yeah. friends with yeah, the, yeah. both of them, not just Catherine yeah. Michael. He was friends with, like, the 40-year-old boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, he, actually, he looked 40. Yeah. I don't know how old yeah. he was. We need to discuss that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is Jumping he supposed to be head. a teenager? Because Catherine can pass, <laughs> but I was like, this guy, well, for, very a- attractive, but for a 37-year-old. Yes. Like, I was uh, like, wow. the, mm-hmm. It's set up that they're going to a formal dance. Yeah. Right. So she's in high school. Is it the senior yeah. prom? I don't know. <laughs> Who know? They never what specify. Those, those frills that he has on the front of his shirt. Like, uh, yeah. He's wearing the, 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 the Dumb and the Dumber tuxedo. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was yeah. a moment in the late 90s that you would just ironically wear those to school dances, <laughs> too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get, yeah, playing so that up. True. There we go. I think someone someone makes a crack about it. I think they they call them, like, boogie nights or something. They're like, hey, yeah. Boogie Nights. Yeah, the, sure. Cop, does, yeah. yeah, the cop. John Ritter's cop friend. Yeah, yes, Needle Nose. Yes, Needle Nose. And John Ritter. This movie yeah. has John oh, Ritter. Man. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, every time I just see his name, I, it's like an instant burst of, like, serotonin. I'm like, oh, John yeah. Ritter. I yeah. love John You forget Ritter. that he's in it. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that he was in it. I, I saw him and I was just like, oh, John Ritter. Like, he, he's not like a, a lovable character. Or no, no. I mean, he's, he's the ridiculous. He, he reminds me of him. Um, he, <laughs> like, just, yeah, he did um, an episode of Buffy around this time period where he yep. was uh, like a evil uh, robot dad, Ted. Okay. And right. so it, 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 it's like he was trying to form a new pathway in his career at this point or something. I don't know. But yeah. he was taking chances for sure. Well, he did do that. Um... The other horror film, the uh, Terror Tract, which was like a few years after this, I think. Right. And ah, then, um, okay. but then after that, I mean, he didn't have that many years left. And then, no. of course, you know, he yeah. passed away, which was the interesting John awful. Ritter connection with this movie is that uh, the director of this movie, Ronnie Yu, would go on to direct Freddy versus Jason. We just rewatched Freddy oh, versus Jason too with, his son. with Jason with Ritter. Jason Ritter. Yeah. yeah. That's right. God, I need to rewatch that. It's been probably Ooh. fifteen something years. I think. I it's mean, not great. It's a it's a Freddy versus Jason <laughs> movie. Well, before we get too far in here, I'm gonna sort of set the scene a little yes. bit here. Um, so, of course, we're in 1998. Uh, this is right at the height of this sort of 90s teen horror cycle. Of course, I'm sure everyone who's listening knows this. But in case you're like, I don't know, 15 or something, yeah, maybe you don't, <laughs> because these movies were like over 20 years ago at this point, which is insane. Uh, and th- this year alone was like, I Scream 2 was still in theaters at the beginning of January, and then you had Halloween H2O in August, Urban Legend in September, Bride of Chucky in October. I still know we did last summer in November, and The Faculty in December. So it was just like what? one, one, one. Wow. You're forgetting and they all made a decent chunk of change, too. They did. Yeah. But they you did. cannot yeah. leave out 
Gus Van Sant's Psycho. You can't. Well, you I don't can't really do associate. It. It, I don't really associate that one with this like style, though. You know, like this oh, yeah, is still yeah. so it's, it's horror, but it's not teen horror. So Pete and I are uh-huh. weirdos yeah. that are weird apologists for the Gus Van Sant Psycho remake, and we actually noticed something in the production design of Jennifer yeah. Tilly's Airstream. The curtain from that Psycho. Oh, is in the airstream. Ah. I, oh, okay. The I can shower see that now. From, yeah. yeah, from the hotel room. And we immediately in- said, like, oh, 98 Psycho. Well, I mean, Universal we might be a little lo- cheap. Yeah, right. Well, we have a lot of notes about this oh, airstream. Yeah. I could talk way. about the airstream trailer for a good 90 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> it's a very nice trailer, I have to admit. It's, it's lovely. Nice. I would live there. It's, there's this babbling brook yeah, right she's outside next the to door. Like a, she's yeah. next to, like, a creek. There is a claw foot tub in the back half i think i saw yeah. hardwood floors i was like wait yeah. really this is yeah. this is snazzy yeah. <laughs> like there's parquet flooring a clawfoot tub with this lovely like faucet situation wallpaper yeah. it's 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 a lot it's a lot I'd she has made that place a home look at her yes yeah. i mean she could yeah. make a decent chunk of change on like uh and rent that out for a weekend yeah, uh, what else, what else? You know, it was released seven years after Child's Play 3, uh, which we talked about last week. Not super successful with critics or fans, so this yeah. was kind of an attempt to sort of a soft reboot of the franchise, or at least taking it in a different direction. And, um, of course, they were vibing on Scream a lot. Um, we can get to talk about that. I mean, there's a lot of that influence in here. Even in the scoring, even though it's not Marco Beltrami, I still hear a little bit of that Beltrami-like guitar every once in a while with the do-do-do-do, the, like, Gale and Dewey theme song oh, that kind of yeah. comes about. Yeah. Um, even though he stole that from, was it, Hans Zimmer? Uh, Broken was Arrow, <laughs> yeah. Even the Mark character has a little bit of, like, a Randy kind of vibe. I mean, he's a gay sure. character yeah. in this, but, you know, um, which makes sense, because it's like, if you're going to make a new uh, entry in this franchise at least try to make it something that's marketable and that the people want at that period in time and that's what people were clamoring for was this kind of meta uh even from the very first scene we'll, you know we'll get into it, but it's like all these masks <laughs> from the you know famous horror oh franchises goodness. like mm-hmm. within the first yeah. like two minutes of the movie it's like <laughs> why does michael's mask in this film look better than it has in any of the other halloween films since part two <laughs> I want to know the Jason mask why. too. They're all fresh yeah. from the Halloween store. Mm-hmm. All those yeah. masks are just mm-hmm. right out of the bag, perfectly clean. It's weird. That evidence locker is really interesting. We we had to pause it and just get, like fully take in what's in this evidence locker. <laughs> there is yeah a bicycles. There is oh. a white tail mount. Yeah, there's like a deer head. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot going. There, on. There's a lot going on in the set. <laughs> they went all out, and uh, I guess the inspiration for. Uh, just in the Tiffany character was just he had rented Mancini had written uh, rented Bride of Chucky one night at our Bride, oh, Chucky, Bride wow. of Frankenstein one night from a video store sure. and was just like you know what this seems great let's let's play this up and Jennifer Killy uh, Kill- I cannot talk Jennifer, to you. Jennifer I Killy like that was name, Killy I like it better <laughs> you know? I, it. I know it's late in her career but if she feels like making a change um, you know just whatever and of course she was fresh off Bound and that was apparently yeah. a big part of the reason that she got this role and uh, so good for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great movie. And off of her Academy Award win, right? Yeah, don't, nomination, don't, right? Don't gloss over. Don't gloss over Academy yeah. Award nominee Jennifer Tilly. Yes. I mean, yes. I guess that both her and Brad Dorif are, like, Oscar nominated. Yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah. tell because they are amazing in this. I mean, just. That Brad Dorif Chucky voice is pretty incredible. Oh, it's so of good. Of what he can do with his voice. 
I mean, I think Brad Dourif, it helps that he's just a stone-cold weirdo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. All he's, these roles. He's like, a kooky guy. Lord of the Rings, this Dune. Lord like, of the he, Rings, he's so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah uh, quick things. Let's see. Released, of course, in 1998, uh, October grossed $50.7 million against a $25 million budget Woo-hoo. worldwide. So doubled its wow. budget. Good for them. Yeah. So I have a weird memory of when this movie came out in October of 1998. I was going to ask. This? I was going to ask if we... Shares a release date with Practical Magic. Don't ask me why I know that, but they both came out on October 16th, 1998. Wow. What a double feature. Yeah, that's just been, that's some bullshit piece of information that's just been stored in my brain (laughs) for over, for over 20 years. You guys are like human encyclopedias for Oscars and everything else. Yeah, when did everybody first see this movie? Did you see it in theaters? Did you rent it? I didn't really grow up on a lot of the Child's Play movies, but I do have a relationship with looking at all of the VHS boxes when I would go to the video store. Because I kind of knew that these movies are not really for kids. They might... You might think that they are for kids. They are not for children. And mm-hmm. I definitely knew right. that as a kid when looking at the video store. So I didn't really watch them until Bride of Chucky. And I think that I watched it at my uncle's house on one summer when I was visiting him. Oh, so I was just like, okay. So I know that I probably won't be able to watch this movie just at home. I'm going to watch it at my uncle's house. And that was my introduction to Child's Play. I don't think I'd seen any of them. And what did you think? Were you just like shocked and appalled? I mean, I wasn't really shocked and appalled. I loved Jennifer Tilly as a kid. Sure. Because I remember her from, like, House Arrest. House Arrest. Oh, Oh my God. I haven't thought of that movie in, like, 25 years. I love me a good, like, bimbo with with the baby voice. So I just like Jennifer Tilly. I I did not see this in the theater. I remember seeing the first three and enjoying them. I was a little probably way too young to see them. Um, when they originally came out, but I remember seeing them, enjoying them, liking them. And by the time this one came around, uh, I don't know. I feel like I just saw it. I, what year was it? 98, 98, 98. I was in college and I think that I had this attitude of like, this is garbage. I think I was just very much like, (laughs) look at this trash. Like, not that (laughs) the first three were like cinematic like tour de force masterpieces or anything but i think to me i just saw it and like the whole like the new metal soundtrack you know Mm -hmm. this like Mm -hmm. this directing style that is just like this blue tint on everything i just felt like to me i just thought that it was a money grab and i was like how wrong was i you know at the time but i was just being a snob about it right sure so when i finally saw it rented it and watched it i was just like holy shit i've been missing out on pure gold yeah i i I don't think i saw i i didn't see it in theaters i did see the trailer though i saw the trailer because halloween h2o had the best trailers i will never forget them it was Mm. this urban legend and the remake of psycho and i was like oh my god this year is amazing follow 98s off the hook yeah (laughs) and yet i never saw urban legend in theaters either but i did see psycho in theaters so interesting choices chris however i remember when this came to pay-per-view because there was an option that you could rent it for an entire day and it would just play non-stop on on oh i remember that oh my god i don't know why anybody would want that but apparently i did and i got a a uh 
a blank tape and I recorded it so that I would always there have a go. copy because I loved it so much. And <laughs> did you get a loop of the recording on the <laughs> I, entire I did, tape? I, did, I didn't get the full loop, but uh, but yeah, I I did get my own little copy and and then I treasured it forever. I was pretty much the same way. It was. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters, but it was on pay-per-view, and I, I just remember watching it and being just blown away by how... I mean, at the time, not really acknowledging this was just extremely gay, right. but later on, acknowledging that's probably why I liked it so much, yeah. Um, yeah. among other reasons. In hindsight. <laughs> but, yeah, because I, we we talked about, like, our experience with this franchise the past couple episodes. We won't get too much into that, but, like, it, I, I think... Chris, you and I both saw this when we the, the first three when we were very young yes. as well. Pete, like you said, we we were too young to see it too when we at, at the time when we did see it. Um, and when we thought it was starting to be like like when uh, Toy Story was coming out and all these other films too that were like not horror movies but did like have toys doing like some really weird things to kids like with Sid and everything in that movie and uh, <laughs> it was definitely caused some nightmares. Um, also, fun fact: I guess they they were supposed to be an album of love songs uh, between Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly that was going to be released alongside Wait, this, what? but they didn't get it out fast enough. That's cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's still time. I don't know why they're not. I, I, yeah, right, make it happen. <laughs> Straight to iTunes. I would buy that. In yeah. A yeah, people would buy yeah. that now. It sounds amazing. <laughs> if only. If you do a quick YouTube of Jennifer Tilly and Bride of Chucky, you get a wealth of great. Uh, Talk show appearances. Talk show appearances, which I would highly recommend going down that rabbit hole and seeing her nice. on the talk show of Roseanne in '98 when she was doing press for this. Right. It's I out of control. That. But also a lot of Tiffany makeup tutorials. Oh. Hmm. That sounds like a great pandemic activity. Just it trying does. to get the makeup perfect Just, and yeah. <laughs> create your Those own pencil Tiffany. thin eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently Julia Stiles was up for this part as well, and uh, she okay. had taken 10 Things I Hate About You and I guess decided not to do it. I don't know how much oh. in contention. According to IMDb, she was actually like um, cast in the role, but I don't know. Really? I could see Probably it. the wise yeah. move. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I, I as much as I love this film, I think 10 Things I Hate About You has become a little bit more of a classic in the more mainstream sense in the grander sense know. of yeah yeah so it was probably yeah. a good choice but chris you want to tell us what the movie's about and we'll just kind of go oh, through it a bit it's about so much have fun talking about so much well so much you see charles lee ray had a lover named tiffany yes. and they were they were pretty hot and heavy until he he was killed and now it seems like tiffany has gone on a, a little journey to find him and bring him back to the world of the living with a little bit of voodoo uh, that she has learned from a book called Voodoo for Dummies, as, as as one does, <laughs> that she got at the Books a Million. And yeah. she finds his corpse, his doll corpse, which, of course, if you've seen part three, has been, you know, has exploded into millions of pieces. Thankfully, she's very good with the stitching. And <laughs> she she gets this cop to uh, to deliver the doll to her in exchange for some money. But, of course, she's a killer herself, so she kills him, takes the doll, goes back to her beautiful, beautiful trailer, and st- stitches him back and tries to bring him back to life. And it seems like it's not really working. We're talking about her you know? ensemble, too, when in yes, the beginning. Please. It's just yes, all please. that leather. And, yeah, it just really sets it's the scene for the whole wonderful. movie, too. With the, yeah. How does she Kids walk pushed in up to, like, high know. heavens. And so, in the meantime, too, there is a young teenage couple, Jesse and Jade, and they're having some problems because, see, Jesse is uh, wanting to to commit himself to Jade, but he can't because Jade's uncle, who's her guardian, is kind of a douchebag. 
and is very strict and doesn't want her dating this older guy. We're never sure quite how much older he is. They're trying to, uh, you know, make a life for, for themselves. Chucky does come back to life. The voodoo spell works. And pretty soon he's killing one of Tiffany's, I, I don't know if it's a friend with benefits or a boyfriend or someone she doesn't really seem to like much, though. And Of course. And so played by Alexis Arquette. Alexis yes. Arquette, so RIP. Talk about that. And, yes. and so Chucky's back and she's like, oh, th- this is great. This means we can finally get married. And he's like, I don't want to marry you. And she's like, well, if you don't want to do that, then I'm just going to shove you in this like, this like and <laughs> like a playpen and she locks him in and he escapes and kills her the whole scene with her in the bathtub though it's just amazing because yeah. she's watching you know murder she wrote mm-hmm. and then yes. she flips on bride the, of frankenstein yeah, uh, the bride of yeah. frankenstein sipping champagne full I mean, sipping beat champagne. of makeup what a night she is electrocuted by this tv and uh oh is she? and yeah. it's so great and uh and so then the her soul is transferred into this doll and she's rightly very very pissed but Chucky's like it's okay I've got a plan I know where my corpse is and I had that heart of Dembala necklace on when I was killed so we just have to find a way to get to New Jersey and then we can transfer our souls into some real human bodies so they concoct this crazy plan to get Jesse, who's Tiffany's next door neighbor as well, I should have said. Yeah. And, and we should note, too, that, you know, Chucky has had plans in the past. It uh, never worked out. They have never they worked. Flawed. It never seems there to work out. There were flaws in his plans b- before. But this plan, probably one of his best ones, I would say. It makes And he's sense. decided, I guess he, he doesn't want to uh, get with or get I don't know how to say this uh, possessed children anymore right. I guess now he's decided uh, he's you know, moved they, on they would prefer to go the adult right adult route I suppose I don't know so I think he's learned from his mistakes and he's a new man and so they concoct this plan to get Jesse to dr- drive their bodies to this c- cemetery in New Jersey but of course on the way they have to start some drama, and people start dying, and people start to blame Jesse and Jade, and they start to turn on e- each other and think each one might be the killer. People die, things explode, Kathy Najimy N- shows up as a maid. Oh, it's heaven. Goodness. It's wonderful. But will they find the body, and will they transfer their souls and be a happy married couple? Well, I'm glad that Charles Lee Ray prepaid for that funeral package where he got his headstone and coffin that they just put the body in it's true it's when he like when he died i have some questions about lots of things that are going on in this movie (laughs) there's a lot going on in this movie there's so much do we ever really know why uncle john ritter is so hellbent against Jade dating Jesse in the first place. Yeah, I can never figure that out. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. Like he's not Yeah. Like he he's not like doing crystal meth and no, like, yeah. holding up convenience stores that I know of. I don't get why he's yeah. so upset. It's really odd. Yeah. Unless like she is actually 17 and he's like 32 or something then i'm like okay well, maybe I that could be possible yeah i was thinking it might be that too but they never explicitly say like oh yeah. you know you're too young he says as soon as she turns 18 then you know do whatever you want yeah 
Yeah. So that might be their like quick. We don't got a lot of time. This, by the way, this movie is under ninety minutes, which is shocking yeah. with the amount Including of stuff the they put yeah. in here. <laughs> Including credits, okay. it's under ninety minutes. This movie so is a it journey. Is go, go, go! This one and Child's Play two are both under ninety minutes, and mm-hmm. they both just fly yeah. by. It's 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 great. There's so yeah. much. We immediately yeah. had questions about that great scene where Tiffany gets her punk rock makeover, and we were yes. thinking, "I'm a weirdo that." collects Barbies. I'm a 35-year-old man that has a, a doll collection. I don't have baby dolls because that, that's fucking weird. But I do have dolls. It is not quite a Tiffany's lavish collection in her trailer, but we were thinking, how would you bleach out plastic doll hair? Because the the yeah. bride doll that she gives to Chucky it's has yeah. sh- a short black, hair. Yeah. black yeah. haircut. And yeah, as soon as she gives herself her, like, fashionable makeover, you know, she goes from Shirley to Laverne, like, in one <laughs> scene. And I'm just like, I don't th- – and they show – they even go through the trouble to show a box of hair dye. Right. Like, I don't think supermarket hair dye will give human hair that – White, yeah, no. bleach blonde tone, much right. less plastic doll hair. There but, needs, you know, logic. There needs to be a <laughs> shot of Tiffany like smoking a cigarette and waiting under a hairdryer with like the foils <laughs> for her for the toner mm-hmm. to set. Yeah, and then it looks like she put in I, some extensions. It's longer, like yeah. it, it's Where's longer, it's longer post makeover. So she got some like tracks in there somehow. Yeah. So who did she pay to go to the beauty supply shop? to get those that's what i'd like to know yeah and this uh doll size motorcycle jacket and little yes. doll doc martens <laughs> she came prepared <laughs> it just all appears out of nowhere it's an Who ensemble cares? yeah we need like a whole sp- spin-off series that yeah. gets into this yeah i mean there's also voodoo and talking dolls so that's this true, true. Yeah. it's, it's, it's all tied together conjured up <laughs> oh. by another spell yeah. in voodoo for dummies i don't know there you go i've never yeah. read that book so I don't know. A little callback to like American Gigolo because they're playing Call Me by Blondie. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yeah. This soundtrack is ridiculous. Like it's very. It's great. You've got Blondie. You've got like Rob Zombie. It's just a very odd soundtrack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But very of the time, I would say. Very much of the time. Yes. Uh, Much like Alexis Arquette's portrayal of a goth person yes very yes. With the tribal and tattoos and on the Manson-esque. on the whole body yeah i love that character because the character has convinced tiffany that he is some kind of a murderer him himself uh, until she recognizes the nail polish that he's wearing love it and mm-hmm. and she's like that's you like you're, you lied i thought you were a murderer so i'm like <laughs> how did they meet on like some sort of chat room for like serial kids killers like oh, this is like urban le- urban legend when she's you know on the oh, chat yeah. room trying to find the goth other people <laughs> yeah, oh my god it, that's right <laughs> daniel harris right yeah <laughs> and yeah he, he does he looks like he's like an extra from queen of the damned or something yeah. like this is what hollywood thought that goth yeah. was at the time mm-hmm. i guess yeah. i yeah mm-hmm. i mean I, but um i mean sense. he does say that he did all of that like makeup effect on the in the polaroid Mm-hmm. himself and it took him 10 hours so i'm like hey he's got a career in movie makeup exactly i'm like <laughs> why are you hanging out in this like trailer park trying to convince people that you're a serial 
killer. You've got yeah. skills. Yeah, all this takes place in this in this uh, tastefully appointed trailer park or trailer, this airstream that is <laughs> so much bigger on the inside. Yeah. Oh yeah. Than it is on the outside. Yeah. And it's um, definitely a set. Tiffany also has like this really cool like vintage car. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I mean, she is a ki- she's a murderer, so a murderess. So you know, she's possibly stealing cash and prizes from her victims. So maybe she just stole them. Oh, that does make sense because she well. does steal the cops' lighter in the first scene. So she ha- she she has a little touch of the klepto in her. I think. Yeah, she's a little yeah, klepto. And the lighter she becomes a callback. That's how it we does. tie, you know, the fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Because Are all of the cops that- think that they're the ones that killed the cop and. Alexis Arquette's character of da- Damien, they believe Damien. they also killed them, and uh, be- because of this lighter that was left at the crime scene, and didn't the news report mention that Charles Lee Ray's fingerprints were on the lighter? I think it might have. Yeah, yeah. So like, Eventually, Chucky has yeah. his finger. That's interesting. <laughs> Does it sure. make a lot of sense? <laughs> But if yeah. a dog can bleed, I guess they have they have fingerprint. I don't know. look. I like we're to assume that the longer he stays, the longer the souls are in the dolls, the more the longer human that they he becomes become. human. Right. Yep. Right. Okay. Hence right. why they can fuck and, later. Yes. Well. Yeah. Somehow I mean, he pops a boner. Appa- I don't. I don't know how. Apparently, Some, yeah. according again, this is to trivia, but the there was not a doll sex scene in the script and they just decided on the fly let's throw it in there it's pretty iconic <laughs> it was a good choice to to so, include it yeah. and there was a redesign of the chucky face right for this I believe movie so, well, it's yeah. stapled back together right. yeah. yeah yeah so now he yeah. that he puppet like is pretty ass. incredible both oh, tiffany oh, and so chucky's bad. eyes cuz that's like that's the thing with a doll like this that's kind of the make or break thing about this puppet it's the eyes yeah. and they really got those eyes mm-hmm. of when they move they're that beautiful color tiffany's is this like gorgeous shade of green of green mm-hmm. i like there's that shot of jennifer when she picks chucky up before she puts him in the cage and they had to do that shot probably pretty quick because she's fully picking up like an animatronic doll that's yeah. moving so it's like that shot has to be like three seconds long oh yeah 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 and it, it's it's just that jennifer tilly I know I've heard her speak about this before and how when she first got this part, she was like, I thought horror was like something you did like Betty Davis when you were like really old and stuff. And it seemed like she she wasn't a big fan of the genre, but she commits so much to this pretty ridiculous story. And I I truly believe she is the glue that holds this entire thing yeah. together. She commits com- completely. What? You believe she is in love with this freaking doll. Like it's it's so Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think I I think there's a lot of her personally in this role mm-hmm. too because I've seen her do interviews where she talks about being a Martha Stewart fan yeah. and yeah. I, I, <laughs> like I'm and so it seems like she brought plenty to this process mm-hmm. as well. Uh which is probably why it feels so personal in general right. like i don't know I'm, I'm watching this and i'm like this this just seems like you being you to some degree like yeah, of yeah. course a very a murderous yeah. <laughs> extension of you but you know i love that the that she does become tiffany so early in the movie though yeah um because that yeah just the scenes with them together i mean there are several scenes in this movie with no humans in them at all just two yeah puppets. just yeah. two puppets talking and, to each other it's really well and it's and these it totally two works. crazy voices too 
Yeah. You know what they used less of? And I don't know if it was because the, the animatronics got more sophisticated, but they used a lot less of little people in suits. Yeah. Right. Than yeah. in the earlier movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think and, there's like um, one yeah. scene where, where, the, where uh, Chucky's crawling to kill Needle Nose. And you, mm-hmm. and you can tell that is a person. But yeah. everything else, for the most part, looks pretty much just like a doll. So yeah. that scene where Needle Nose gets killed, yeah, they mm-hmm. stop to get supplies because they know they're going to be on the road. They've got to drive all the way to New Jersey all night long. So we're going to stop somewhere to get supplies. Where the hell are they're in like the parking lot for like Coachella or something? I don't know yeah. what's going on. It's just it's called a pretty like lit parking yeah. lot, the spot or something, spot, and yeah. it looks like a drive-in. Yeah, it's or like something. a drive-in. I, yeah, I don't know. Plus like grocery store or convenience store, but there's no gas. Yeah. Like all these kids are like smoking pot and like yeah. dancing outside <laughs> of their cars and all this nonsense. So here I am thinking that she's just going to go in and get like you know some hostess like hand pies and you know grab some funyuns and for like the road a big gulp yeah. but she comes out with this huge bag grocery bags that she drops yeah. immediately on the ground yeah. and Just leaves ditches i'm yeah. like respect the money that you have been given ma'am <laughs> i hate when mm-hmm. people do that there is a there is a scene in twister where um i think it's jamie gertz she has just gotten this uh Mm-hmm. lemonade and she sticks it Big on lemonade. top of the of the of the car and they drive off and the lemonade flies off and i'm like that is such a waste of money it makes <laughs> me so mad lemonade it, it looks so refreshing i'm like what is wrong with you i get so mad don't yeah. waste food do not do it well you know it was it was the 90s there's a surplus you know people had a little bit of money to throw around there throwing yeah. lemonade and funyuns that, everywhere yeah. that Shocking. clinton economy mm-hmm. yeah now, <laughs> so okay so chucky like does this whole like Molotov cocktail situation with the like shirt in the gas tank of the car mm-hmm. it explodes mm-hmm. but meanwhile Jesse has been he's not handcuffed right he's just sitting in front of I his think van so. yeah I think so he's yeah. sitting in front of his van in clear the, sight of everyone the entire yeah. time in plain mm-hmm. view of mm-hmm. all the stoner kids and as soon as the thing explodes the one girl goes there they are I love I love that extra <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like, they're getting away. Like, fuck you, bitch. I've just been standing here minding my business. You've been paying attention. I think she was a little too stoned. She was too damn stoned. She she must have been just too high for her own good. Yeah. I mean, like, while everybody has decided that this is the couple that's going around, you know, robbing banks and whatever, there is an actual couple out there that's apparently robbing people and uh, fucking them. Right. I don't know. Like, this this couple the swingers from the Niagara Falls Hotel. Yeah, I can't yeah. with these swingers. God. Oh my god! I, I told you we should have gone to Club Med. Like what? What? Yeah. Meaning what? You can get more tail at Club Med. Is that what the inference was there? <laughs> I'm like, so. have they had better like better luck? Like fuck another like I'm sorry, throwing around f words, but like, <laughs> I love. They're so bizarre. They're so. And- Crazy. I think the girl is actually Margot Kidder's niece or something. Oh, something like that. I saw, I saw the last name was Kidder and yeah. I kind of made that connection, but I didn't research it enough. I but love yeah, a Kidder. Like, I, I really it. do. At Niagara yeah. Falls. Very yeah. interesting. It's per- it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And How did these two get across the border? Exactly. Well, Especially if she's underage. Oh, sure. Too. I mean, she's supposed to be under 18, I guess. So, like, what's going on with that? And then they get married i'm like did, did do y'all ask for 
any documentation. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> it's just weird. I don't. Yeah, I but mean, the the whole news situation, like it's like instantaneous. Yeah, the gay yeah. friend calls <laughs> them, says that your your uh, guardian is missing, but it seems like it's happened a mere hour and a half ago. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. real sense of time. I don't know yes. how long it's a- 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 right. actually been. I mean, they become Bonnie and Clyde in like a matter of yeah hours, yeah. and I mean, they, it doesn't help that their names are Jesse and Jade, which right. sounds like you know a yeah. team of <laughs> it's a great, a great alliterative <laughs> like couple. Yeah, they also drop Mickey yeah. and Mallory. That's um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. true. So there was a brief moment where I was like, wait. This is 1998. Catherine Heigl is underage. She's got this, like, fancy flip phone at her disposal. What the hell? Like, people, those were not readily available like they are now. Don't forget, yeah. 98 mm-hmm. cell phones were very early. But did you clock the compound that she lived in with John Ritter? Yeah. She does live in a mansion. Was, it was, like, mm-hmm. the size of the White House. It was so <laughs> it's like huge. Full dynasty mansion going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. There must have been a big inheritance from yeah. her family, yeah. you know, her parents dying or something. I want yeah. some backstory. So she's got yeah. flip phone. She's got 1998 flip phone money. Yeah. Yeah. Because God knows I did not have <laughs> Which, that then. No way in hell. No, not in 98. No My way. dad still had a car that phone. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, that's not even – please. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I had a pager. Yeah, yeah. We had yeah. pagers and car phones. <laughs> Most people did. And dial up slow ass internet. So exactly. dial up really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they get the phone call from the from the friend and he's just like, You guys, what the hell is going on? Um but yeah, I like that it kind of illustrates that he's not just her friend, that he's mm-hmm. equally friends with with the dumb guy too. He says, yeah. I want details. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 a very positive representation that I I don't remember us getting much of Mm -hmm. back in the day or or really even that much nowadays I mean it's because it's it's not really the the whole sexuality things that they don't make much of it you know because he's not being you know profiled or hate crimed or anything like most gay characters were Mm -hmm. right even for yeah even for like the the late the late 90s uh you had a lot of gay men making these films but you didn't see a lot of gay characters right. i mean even yeah, scream right. it's like you don't really see any openly Mm-mm. gay characters until i guess four kind of if you read that one character oh, but even yeah. that's kind of like oh i'm gay you yeah. know it's like right. if it helps he said yeah uh, so it's like Pfft. yeah and that's that was that was 2010 like that's yeah. a full 20 you know 15 <laughs> years later after the original so it's yeah, yeah. um but yeah it was it, it was definitely nice to see a character like that and uh it's always awkward in those situations. I, I've been, I'm, sh- I'm sure we all have been friends with couples where it's like, if when one of them starts fighting with the other one, it's like, which do you, <laughs> Oh, you know, I hate that. I hate that so to. much. Yeah. I also, I also think that at this time, you know, we had Dawson's Creek, which had a gay character, all right, but yeah. he, right. But he really, you had to wait so long yeah. for him to even yeah. mention Like you wouldn't know if you were just mm-hmm. watching this show and didn't know mm-hmm. anything about it. You would have no idea that he was the gay friend. Right. You know, same with Melrose Place. Like they had characters, but you you really had to put in the work to get anything. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. us as like yeah. kids or young people at the time when this came out, you're like, okay, not only is a gay character, but he's kind of talking about it a little. We didn't yeah. get to see him with a boyfriend yeah. or anything, but at least mm-hmm. it's like baby steps. Yeah. So for somebody watching this today might be like, what are you guys talking about? He didn't do anything. You know, he was so chaste, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it was still more than what we had. Yeah. Uh, exactly. In yeah. contemporary, yeah. you know, media. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. it's true. And it seemed like TV, it was a little bit easier to do that even at the time than like a major motion picture. I don't, I don't, mm. it just seemed like it was slower in films than it was on oh, TV. Yeah. It's still that sure. way though. I mean, I guess you know. this was 98. So Will and Grace was on, right? By this point, I think it had just, just started. started. Yeah. Cause it was like, like the first season. Yeah. 98. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of yeah, amazing. Then. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yes. I guess he is brutally murdered, but so are a lot of other people. <laughs> it's not a hate crime. So although these days I'm sure someone would, would just be like, well, of course you killed the gay one. How dare you? It's problematic. But, yeah. And Chucky doesn't but, actually kill him. He steps out in front of a truck. Exactly. So ha ha everyone. Ha ha. Yeah. This is, true. It is one of the killed. more brutal murders or killings yeah. of the movie because yeah. he straight up explodes. It's like Final Destination before Final Destination. It's yeah. like this yeah. huge it splatter yeah. of like everything. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was pre-Final Destination. Oh, man. Even like today, I can't think of – I mean, there haven't been a ton of major slashers over the past decade period. But like the last one I can remember that had a feature character was um, – a feature queer character was uh, – what was that movie? Uh, Truth or Dare, which was not a good movie, but there was a. Um, a oh yeah, there was. Oh, a there's character. Character. there's also yeah. Freaky. I forgot. Freaky. With Vince Freaky. Vaughn. Yeah, I can, yeah, One of like yeah. the main friends is gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. We enjoyed Christopher yeah. Landon. He's bringing it back. Yeah, oh yeah. He's, he's a good. He's a good he's a, he's a good a good gay. <laughs> good gay. A good gay. <laughs> One of our good gays. <laughs> I like that it's a story point with Tiffany that it kind of makes the character a little more interesting. That Tiffany is a romantic at heart. Because mm-hmm. she wants to marry Charles. Right. And she does see Jesse. And when she gets really into it when he talks about his girlfriend. Yeah. And she kind of likes young love. And I like that still that stays with the doll. And that's essentially yeah. where Tiffany is like left at the end. Is that she still believes in true love. So I, I'm kind of into that little note of the script. It's such a great scene it's- where, I, I mean, because you know, she, he's just put the corpse of... Alexis Arquette in the trunk and she's doing this thing in the wide shot where she's like thrusting her groin to him yeah and she's like hey yeah. what are yeah. you doing stud and and then he's like yeah I've got a girlfriend and like you know it's really serious and stuff and then she really does just turn on on a dime and just kind of lights up and is like, you know, you need to just r- remind her that she's special. And it's really sweet. And you're like, oh, you got to treat her right. <laughs> yeah. It's so sweet. The dynamics between the couples is definitely a big part of the film mm-hmm. because later on they're able to sort of turn that to their advantage. Right. And like when they realize that uh, that these dolls actually are listening to what they have to say, they sort of manipulate them into yeah. fighting with each other, which oh, allows the them fight. to break the free, fight. which is just funny. It's so yeah. good. They yeah. start to throw After dishes. she baked all these cookies, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> Fuck Martha Stewart. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. Oh, but but first, she gets that amazing, uh, probably the best kill in the scene, and the one I always remembered as a kid, and where she throws the bottle up and oh, the, you know, yeah. all the I love that scene. Yeah, and it's just this amazing. explosion yeah. of, like, yeah. red water that just flies everywhere. And, <laughs> yeah. oh, I like that all of these... Um, Niagara Falls hotels come complete with a waterbed. I know. I don't think I've ever seen a hotel where there's a waterbed. Yeah, and like, so she makes this big point about how this place is just so tacky and Mm -hmm. trashy. And I'm like, I know you live in a mansion, but (laughs) this is pretty nice for a motel. I got to say. Yeah, the room is huge. It's giving yeah. me like Madonna Inn vibes <laughs> yeah, from Madonna from Inn. Southern California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the I, I we talked about the swingers a little bit, but not only were they just like 
trying to like get down with this couple, but the the lady swinger did steal his wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. she straight up took, and she takes the ring right, five hundred dollars cash. Yeah. That oh my god, because yeah. Tiffany's not Meanwhile, thrilled about the ring. She does not like that. She wants that back, and that's why they yeah. get killed. Yeah. And it's 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 yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the cops are after the completely wrong couple. Yeah. You know, this is the couple that's out yeah. there doing this shit, but they're just focused on Once Catherine Once again, Heigl, but, the cops yeah. are inept. Mm. I mean, jumping all the way to the end, but you want to talk about inept cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that detective. What? They're never going to believe this. <laughs> so they ultimately end up... Is this where they ditch the van and steal the Winnebago? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. the yes. elderly yes. couple that they stick in the closet. Oh. <laughs> Tiffany oh, go man. goes in and she gets the little a apron I think or whatever. And she's just, whoops, just sorry. pretends like they're not there. Basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's I I love um, domestic Tiffany's kind of uh, her like go to meal is Swedish meatballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, love that. Loves it. Like and Chucky loves it. And he loves it. Oh my god, he loves yeah. Swedish meatballs. Like, Thanks, babe. <laughs> yeah. So this whole S- Swedish meatballs and and fresh baked chocolate chip cookies for dessert. That <laughs> <laughs> they have that fight. The he, fight is amazing. The fight. Yeah, because he. Oh. Uh, up until like like earlier in the film, he's very much opposed to marriage right. and domestic life. But mm-hmm. you know, he's starting to really get into mm-hmm. it, and he's like, "Okay, I could see myself being okay with this life." Right. And uh, yeah, the fight just everything just blows up very fast. I yeah. have in my notes uh, scenes from a marriage, just <laughs> child's yeah. play scene scenes from a marriage where you're seeing these two puppets yeah. bicker, just like. Uh, uh, bicker at each other yeah it's beautiful yeah marriage story yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's all over it's glorious it's, it's just the idea yes. of giving these dolls this like domestic drama i just think it's so great it's just so funny well it's yeah and it's setting up of course where the franchise would go next oh right? yeah yes I mean, Jackie, we, it's completely we've already domestic done. drama <laughs> yeah we, we've talked about that already yeah. back in november folks if you want to go back and find that episode but yeah it's uh, this is definitely starting to get into that vibe yeah. with a lot of these themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this yeah. was this was a point last night when we were watching the movie, thinking, you know, this movie's only ninety minutes long. There can't be much left. There's so much has gone on up to this yeah. point. And I was like, holy yeah. cow, there's only like 10 minutes yeah. left of the movie. <laughs> and they make yeah. the most of it. <laughs> yes, they do. From when the the Winnebago flips over, there's mm. literally like 11 minutes left of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like the entire third act. But it's yeah. just – it. the movie doesn't feel rushed ever. No. It never feels yeah. like – Things were left out. Yeah, I was going to say, it, cut it doesn't feel like there's chunks that had to be cut out no. of this movie to make a, yeah. to make like a time. Yeah. Right. The it pacing is really, well is really well done. Yeah, it's just a nonstop thrill ride. Right? And it looks great. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> smart and nonstop scary. Sexy. Yeah. Scary. Edge <laughs> of your seat. Yeah. Edge of your seat. Now, see, this movie, if they had a quote that said sexy and smart, I'd be like, yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> But it's like urban yeah. legend, sexy and nonstop scary. I'm like, really? Yeah. It's not that sexy. I mean, Rebecca Gayhart's hair, yeah, it's pretty sexy. Yes. But I don't, yeah, that's. I, don't know. I mean, I think Jared Leto's pretty sexy. He kept yeah. the shirt on the whole time. True, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. Ryan Phillippe in uh, in I know what you did last summer. 
Okay, I will yes. give that one. Yes. It's that all one about that locker room scene. <laughs> yes, yes, in the tower. That, one that was an awakening. Yes, <laughs> yes for indeed. many of us, <laughs> that was a cultural that, cruel, cruel reset. Intentions. <laughs> <laughs> cruel intentions and that scene. Yes, 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 indeed. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the 1999 Saturn Movie Awards, the Best Actress Ooh. category, because <laughs> this okay. category yeah. is lit. Okay, so Jennifer Tilly was nominated for Bride of Chucky. She shared the category with Gillian Anderson from the X-Files movie. Oh. Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween H2O. Mm. Meg Ryan's City of Angels and Catherine Zeta-Jones for The Mask of Zorro. But do you know who won? Drew Barrymore, Ever After. I mean, that category right there is just 1998 in a nutshell. Wow. Like, tens across the board with everyone. I I love all of those performances. I think though that that's like yeah. that's a hard that, that is a Sophie's choice there because I do yeah. love Drew in Ever After an awful lot. I have to say, although it seems like she's all those other films are a little more on the supernatural side, but Ever After right. is basically just a historical drama, right? I mean, not... well, yeah, that's the thing. Well, the Saturn Awards, I think that they just honor genre. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. So fantasy, horror. Sci-fi, or even right. kind of Mask of Zorro, like Swashbuckler. Oh, Mask of Zorro too, yeah. Swashbuckler, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I love any like award show that uh, pits Julian Anderson from The X Files against Jennifer Tilly and Bread of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's my yeah. kind of award show. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like this, this is probably is... even better than the '98 Oscar category in Best Actress. Probably. You could probably it? make a convincing argument that um, Jennifer Tilly or Drew Barrymore are better than Gwyneth Paltrow's win for Shakespeare. Oh Love. God, yeah, yes, yeah. Does anyone really like her in that or the movie that much these days? No one it's ever really fine. talks about yeah, it. It's fine. It That's a complicated thing. history. Fine. It was the ingenue win. I mean, and I'm yeah. pretty sure Harvey bought that. So I'm like, I don't. Really... Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it it doesn't age badly. Shakespeare in Love. When you watch it, it's not like this is trash, but it's not yeah. like give that right. woman every award. You're just like she's great. That's, exactly. That's it. You yeah. Know, it's I like, mean, it's no Jennifer Tilly gay, from Bride of Chucky. Stuff in it. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing is true. that I feel like all those <laughs> other performances are probably more iconic in some way than Shakespeare in Love because people still watch this and H two O and mm-hmm. and ever after but i don't you never hear people like you know what i've got a whole day off i'm watching shakespeare in love but n- no <laughs> on repeat yeah I'm, it's my I'm favorite sometimes movie. like that <laughs> but yeah i love just yeah. when the saturn awards can just show up the oscar category i, I love years like that and yeah, 1998 is definitely one of those years so jennifer tilly did not um, get a saturn award nomination for seed of chucky but she oh. did get a mtv movie award nomination for Best Frightened Performance. Was that a new okay. category? Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that was a category. Right. Those are so so fun to watch. Like, I, yes. I, Chris, I think it was you who posted one from like 2000. I so I had to go back so and watch much like fun. Oh, we watched so yep. This so past fun. summer, we found all of those on YouTube and we watched yes. like four of them. They're, they're, they're so, so fun. They're much so fun. fun. Yeah. I mean, just and like, I love just that the, the entire everything. Yeah. The whole ceremony is on one long YouTube video. I love it. Where else would Katie Holmes be nominated for Best Breakthrough Performance for Disturbing Behavior? You know, you're oh not going to get that on the Oscars. <laughs> not even well, the Saturn Awards. Look back at 
all of those categories for breakthrough actor. I mean, yeah. they're not flash in the pan yeah. actors. It's no, like Katie Holmes, Julia Stiles. Yeah. Um, I mean, Erica Christensen, that's kind of a dud one. But like <laughs> oh, uh, Sean Patrick, uh, Thomas for Save the Last Dance, like they hold yeah. up for the most part pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you know what the status of this Child's Play TV show that Mark Mancini is doing? Don Mancini. Who knows? Don Mancini. I've Who's heard- Mark Mancini? I've heard I don't know. The, the, the scripts for some of them are done, but yeah, I haven't yeah. I haven't heard production starting or anything, yeah. or who's even in it. Because there's so many side characters they could bring in at this point right, that have just right. been like thrown to the wayside, and it yeah. would be interesting to see. I think I I, yeah. I heard Brad Dourif's back, I believe, and Fiona is Good. too. But besides that, I I, I don't yeah. think they've announced anybody else. I'm assuming Jennifer would show up at some point. So I what were so. your thoughts on Curse and Cult of Chucky? I know that this is like your last one that you're covering, but just sort of your yeah, nutshell thoughts about those other two movies. Uh, Curse um, was good. It, it was yeah, different. I like Curse. Curse you know, is a good actually, like insular movie. like horror mm-hmm. movie that really fits the brand of Child's Play. I like Absolutely, that Absolutely, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it was and I like that it was all one. kind of set in one house mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was all very it was very straightforward but then it, it, there were still enough little twists in there like with the lesbian side arc there where yeah, she right, was like yeah. screwing the, the wife and uh yeah I, I thought it was an effective way to sort of bring back the franchise without it costing a million dollars to do mm-hmm. and it was still effective and it showed that he could actually direct a straight out horror film as yeah. opposed to these more kind of uh dark comedy like seed of chucky type thing right um mm-hmm. so that was yeah it was great yeah and then uh, um but cult, cult yeah i don't know cult's not my yeah, favorite same. of the franchise it has a lot of yeah. great ideas and some great scenes but i just mm-hmm. for some reason it didn't click with me 100 percent. i think to some degree the voodoo aspect of this franchise has always been the weakest element yeah. so they decided to take that element and make it like the most the important biggest. part of that film, because now we have a million Chuckies <laughs> running around, and it's like, what the fuck is? It's very David Lynch. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? I can't. Yeah. A uh, David agreed. Lynch Chucky. Oh my god! Imagine. Oh, yikes! <laughs> so the big elephant in the room is what did you think of the reboot? It's like the reboot of Fright Night by itself. Not too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. Comparing it to the franchise. Eh. You know, I, it was. Was that a was that a call 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 out to our uh, Fright Night episode? I didn't mean to, oh, but sure, uh, yeah. You know, it's interesting that it, it kind of gave me the same feel. You know, like it's it's an it's yes. an it's yes. an okay film by itself, but mm. I, as a part of the franchise, it doesn't quite fit. I, I wish they wouldn't have called it Child's Play, but yeah. whatever. You know, what are you gonna do? Uh, it's because it's yeah. it, there's no soul involved. It's mm-hmm. it's I, I described it as a soulless film because there's no literally no soul. Yeah. But also, yeah. I I don't know. It, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it was a fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> I don't fine. Know. I like the Christmas setting. I li- that yeah. was kind of cute, and I like the 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 com- consumerism stuff at the end yeah. with everybody trying to get the toys and everything. And right. we, we we thought there would be a, a crossover jingle all the way. Yeah. Point. That would be <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Arnold comes and is like, "Give me the Chucky doll." And it's like a whole thing. That'd be <laughs> yeah. great. I appreciate oh, that Mark Hamill definitely created his own version of Chucky that you couldn't mm-hmm. even compare him. It's a it's a really interesting franchise, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm glad we took the time this month to kind of dig back into it. And uh, every film does feel a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, wh- where where do you guys rank Bride of Chucky in like your favorites? Is it near the top? I can definitely appreciate the camp factor of Bride of Chucky. I think that the first Child's Play is very watchable too. Like mm-hmm. it's still a it's movie that holds up. When oh, you watch it. And mm-hmm. two and two is pretty good. Three, I don't really care for. But yeah, Bride of Chucky is a lot of fun. And watching it last night, I definitely 
kind of miss when major studios would make these crazy exploitation horror movies and just give them a wide release. Like, yeah. nowadays, movies like this have trouble getting made and making mm-hmm. it into the theater. And if they are made, they're just put on demand, which yeah. I appreciate that Universal at that time did did take a chance on this screenwriter. And also this foreign director that, I mean, had just done a sleeper hit in Asia and they just took a chance on him. And it's just yeah. it's something that you yeah. don't really see a lot that mainstream movie studios do anymore. That is, that is true. It's true. They t- they took sort of elements of that 90s teen horror boom, but then definitely did their own thing with it and went even further with a lot of the, like you said, the exploit, exploit, exploitation stuff. And uh, yeah, that was a, a really interesting way to bring back the franchise. And yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely up there for me. I think it's it's tied with, I I love two, Chris. I, I love, love two, two as well. Yeah, I, I think they're, um, I think they're, they're both probably tied up there. They're just totally yeah. different films. That one's more of a straightforward horror film. This is yeah. almost more of a horror comedy, or at least toward, I, I, probably, I would say it's a horror comedy. Like yeah. it's, toward that direction definitely yeah, yeah um, i mean like re-watching it last night i was like i this movie might be sort of perfect so i'm <laughs> like this is all i want from a movie so um i'm not that hard to please apparently but yeah. I, so i was like wait do i love two the most or do i love bride the most so i'm still kind of tied i don't know so yeah maybe one yeah. day i will know pete what about you yeah yeah i definitely feel like it's near the top um, yeah. And I feel like if it was a day where I was just, oh, I've got the day off, I've got some hours to kill, if I had the box set in front of me, I might pull this one to watch first. Right. Yeah. Totally. You know. This this is the one that I've probably seen the most out of yeah. all of them because, yeah, I just yeah. put it on with nothing to nothing to do. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's a good one for February as we start to go into February, folks, because it does have a nice little romance oh, arc yeah. here and the, <laughs> yeah. the domestic aspect it does and, tie uh, into our plans uh, for next month so it ties into our plans for february yeah. so look out mm-hmm. for that um, and good showcase of jennifer too that yes. jennifer is just yeah. one of those kooky character actors that mm-hmm. the role usually has to be very specific to a jennifer tilly type and mm-hmm. she's a lot of fun to see in this movie so we usually end our episodes with a little overlook gem segment uh did you guys end up picking out a couple for that one or two so for a little tie into our podcast movies that made us gay our episode that came out this past week we did the cell directed by tarsim singh so the cell 2000 jennifer lopez it holds up and i feel like not a lot of people remember it but man it's fucking great and especially like the lady gaga 911 video it's very sort of visually topical of when we sat down and first watched that Lady Gaga video, we're like, oh, this is Tarsim. Like, this is just The Cell. And I live. Yeah. So go back and revisit The Cell if it's been a while since you've seen it. It holds up. Totally. It's beautifully shot. Yeah. All of his films are just, yeah, visually stunning. I love The Fall as well. Like, all of his films are just gorgeous. Just, uh, yeah. um, Chris, what do you Um, got? I'm going to choose one called uh, Silent Scream from 1979. That is about a a college kid who tries to get a dorm and they're all out. So she has to live off campus and she finds this creepy boarding house run by Yvonne DiCarlo. And uh, uh, and she has mm. a oh, yeah, yeah. And she has a daughter played by Barbara Steele who lives in the attic and she's a, a, a little knife hat 
happy and starts to kill off the uh, borders one by one. It's delightful. It's very psycho-ish, but it's 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 very classy because it's right in between ha- Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. So it's it's not very gory, but it's got a lot of atmosphere and mood, and it's very cozy. It's just a very cozy kind of horror film. Uh, I just because our friend Michael Ferrari posted about it last night, I was thinking about um, the Vanishing recently. Oh. That's, that's a good little from the eighties thriller. Of course, the yes, yeah, the Spurlus, the yeah. the original one. Oh, yes. not the, the better one ones. with Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Okay. And San- up the ending. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it ends happily for it's- some reason. It's very dark and uh, takes you to some places, and the last 10 minutes are very difficult oh. to watch, um, but it's fantastic. I mean, the, the plot description is like, you got this couple who is enjoying a biking holiday in France when they stop at a gas station, and the wife or girlfriend character suddenly disappears, and confused, this guy searches everywhere, but he can't find her, and then three years later, he's still trying to find her, he's obsessed with her, he's like pleading his case to the television network, and like putting up posters, and trying everything he can, and he comes across this guy who he thinks might be involved Somehow, and they end up having this weird little like cat mouse dynamic throughout, and it's just it just does not really go where you think it's going to go mm-hmm. because it's not like a, a traditional sort of narrative mm-hmm. in that way. You like where everything just ends up happy. You know, I, I don't. Want, I guess yeah. I don't spoil. Don't spoil it, but it's, oh, it's <laughs> yeah, so good. It's, it's so good. I know. But go yeah. figure. It's kind of the poster movie of an American studio sees this movie from the Netherlands, and they're just like, oh, we can yeah. remake this with movie stars. Yeah, but they just sort of yeah. missed the point. They missed the point yeah. completely because the casting oh. was great. I was like, oh, this will be wonderful. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Scott, Pete, could you tell us about, tell listeners, I listen to the podcast plenty, but can you tell the listeners about uh, your podcast, The Movies That Made Us Gay? Yes, indeed. Uh, movies That Made Us Gay, we like to talk about the movies from our history that uh, had an influence on our uh, sexual awakening, if you will. Movies that had an influence on our uh, lives as queer, gay, homosexual men. (laughs) So, like you mentioned, we do have a lot uh, in our back catalog from the late 90s, the early 2000s. These are just kind of movies that, as we were coming up, really influenced us. But Yeah, we do genres all across the board, too. The earliest movie that we've done was Bride of Frankenstein. We did it on uh, in October. Wow. Little tie into Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Perfect. And um, Perfect. you Perfect. can find movies that made us gay anywhere you listen to podcasts and where uh, our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Movies That Made Us Gay. And Twitter at MTMUG Pod. Yay. Perfect. 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 Yeah. Thank you so much for coming yes. on. It was a blast. It's so yes. great way to end this, this month. Thanks for having yeah. us. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's wonderful now that the world has settled down just a tiny bit at least, yeah. you know, with cool. everything that's going on in the world. And uh, I feel like I can breathe yeah. slightly. Um, so that's nice. A little more calm. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I guess we can tell our listeners what we're doing next month, right? That's, oh, yeah. Uh, we can do that. Yeah. I don't really know what we're calling it, but we're, yeah, we we're going to do just a bunch of erotic thrillers, yes. right? That's the yes. plan is just a lot of... Um, a lot of sex and uh, violence. Sexy. All that yeah. stuff Which, that's perver- yeah. perverting the kids in this great nation of ours. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> that and reefer yeah right? all that reefer the reefer madness uh, yeah reefer yeah. madness um so we will announce our first film soon mm-hmm. and in the meantime as always you can find us on facebook and twitter at hohh podcast at yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's where we are and then instagram at um homos and haunted hill 
And we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash homos on Haunted Hill. Um, Letterboxd, if you want to find us in there, find us on Facebook, Twitter, our personal accounts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we will see you all next week. I talk to you all next week because yes. you don't see us. No, no. <laughs> all right. Bye. 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 Bye.